0: women should stay together more should help each other more should uplift each other more
1: whether you're a professional dancer or just started falling in love with ballet dance welcome to the ballet dance live podcast here we are diving deep into all facets of ballet dance world that cannot be found in a workshop or an audience seat every week you will find new Honest, thought-provoking, inspiring and educational conversation with top leading professionals of our industry. I'm your host, Jana Komornitska, and I am honored that you are part of our dance tribe. Hello everyone! How is it going? How is your January going? Are you still on your new year resolutions? (laughs) I hope you do and uh, still going very uh... Enthusiastic and inspired as a beginning of the new year is kind of like it feels always like a new chapter. And even if you don't really do your new year resolutions or anything like that, it's just the vibe still in the air. But closer to mid January, it usually uh, gets away slowly. So I'm just here to um, quickly remind you stay on track, stay with your goals, and whatever you set up to reach by the end of the year, do it also now start now because time will fly and time will pass in any case and what matters is how you actually use it and how you uh, not only use it to achieve your goals but also have some fun with it and some uh uh, joy right in the moment, right on the process of uh, achieving your goals or whatever your dreams are and going going towards it. And I honestly should say that I have such a blast on uh, Yana Dance Club and all the feedback that I received from you. And thank you so much, everyone who joined and who expressed interest and who is keep joining us right now. I also receive a lot, a lot of questions on what exactly is the difference between my previous course Learn how to Ballet dance complete guide from A to Z and this Yana Dance Club and along with some like uh, let's say practical or logistic uh, differences uh, such as like the course is uh, literally a course that you purchase one time you get access to those 17 uh, almost 17 hours by this moment already of content Uh, Yana Dance Club is literally a membership subscription so it's a monthly payments but it's also monthly updates and to be exact it's actually weekly updates with those technique drills but along with that the content itself is actually different and i also feel that it's for different audiences as well or slightly different audiences not exactly different uh they can complement each other but at the same time the uh, feature difference will be that course uh, my udemy course a to z it literally starts assuming that person has absolutely no knowledge in balance and it goes from zero with all nuances all detailed breakdown of movements to a solid intermediate so even if you already know the base Uh, but there's still a lot of information breaking down and maybe different the technique or paying attention to details that maybe you skipped while you were learning those movements. But basically, in general, course assumes that we are going from zero to a good, solid intermediate with uh, knowledge also in basic rhythms, folklore styles, props, uh, etc. But it's from zero to sort of intermediate. At the club, Yana Dance Club, I already assume that you know the basics. So it's uh, for those dancers who understand the basics, but they also understand that to improve that, they need to practice and they need to drill and they need to work on their own, not just on the studios. Or sometimes we don't have opportunity to go to the studio, but we want to continue uh, learning and dancing and improving. So club is for... That uh, purpose. It sort of assumes like I'm not doing a detailed breakdown or theory of how to do OMI, but we just do OMI and then I layer, oh, pay attention to this accent, or like let's try OMI, but with this variation. So it's more like towards drilling and practicing a technique on a continuous basis. And also, uh, one of the Very important uh, and very dear to my heart features of Yana Dance Club is, of course, a huge social aspect. It's really very different from online uh, resources that I saw before and even from my club. Because Yana, uh, sorry even from my course because Yanadan's club it has a very strong social aspect of training and every week I also send you some messages and motivational uh tasks or motivational little talks that just bring also your mindset on place two on a proper place to actually keep practicing and training on a regular basis because muscles it's good but if you don't believe it's possible or you don't believe there is any reason that if our mindset is not in proper way then there is no like really uh, point in keep practicing because it's very easy to drop out of a new habit of continuous dance training so uh club definitely has uh, Way bigger, way more powerful social aspect, and it's also so fun to see how you start also commenting to each other and supporting. Yes, we can do this. Uh, a continuous practice this like week uh, uh, or second week. Uh, yeah, I know. Like you can uh, do it. Oh, good. you're Cool. That you already <laughs> did all your drills or your assignments, whatever we are working on each week. So a uh, club is definitely way more dynamic, and it's uh, ideal for those who want to practice online, learn online, but also felt like they are left on their own to deal with those videos and uh, push their self-discipline on their own to actually get up and do it and find time in their schedule. But all this we address in the club in a way more is uh, in the way easy and, uh, funnier, uh, or I would say fun for us <laughs> way and transforming it into actually something that we can do as a, as a community. So something for you to check, but definitely I kind of feel that Yana Dance Club is a logical continuation of, uh, my previous online course. Uh, and it's a great way to actually set up a consistent practice and improvement and it can be either its own if you just want to train in line or a great complementary resource for your uh, classes at your local studio and also a great opportunity to find new friends and support and I really love this energy how like really supportive uh, for each other and encouraging our members of our club and uh, this also brings me to our awesome guest today because this interview is one of those uh, mind-blowing ones that was so inspiring and so like uh, refreshing and so motivating to just listen I probably will listen at a couple more times even i already edited it and re-listened but it's one of those that will be definitely bookmarked for me to listen whenever especially whenever we have those uh, down moments uh, because our beautiful guest nabila she is such an inspiring and wise and generous uh, woman and uh, all the uh, knowledge and just uh, not even dance knowledge but you know like life knowledge of (laughs) dancing dance practice that she shared it's absolutely uh, precious and i am absolutely sure you actually will enjoy uh this interview this episode because uh, not only because she's actually worldwide known uh, dancer and she has such an appealing elegance and soulful music interpretation that uh, attracts so many students Uh, but also she has a very interesting unique experience of starting ballet dance at the age of 32 which for many many dancers would be considered oh it's too late for me to think about professional life but Nabila is a perfect example perfect proof that everything is possible if we believe it and we go for it and we just do a work that's necessary because she has today such an amazing professional uh, career being a belly dancer at the same time navigating all the family logistics and also having school organizing uh, shows performing locally at her um, city also traveling abroad and also combining office work <laughs> so it's all together all the cocktail there uh, but of course we also talked about uh, how she reached that point and specifically we talked about uh, mindset path of how to get to that point but i also want to highlight in this introduction that um, Nabila was uh, Oh, one of the members of Jelena's Ballet Evolution team, and she performed with them, is in three. Uh, productions uh, were hosted in Europe, including the leader role in one of the productions. To end when she saw Jelena's performance first, just as a member of audience, that actually what inspired her to be um, a dancer. But that's not like not given all the glimpses right away <laughs> to the to the interview. Uh, also, Nabila is one of the dancers who are invited to uh, perform one of the european guest dancers who is invited to perform at uh, Rhonda camels uh, um Rux of course festival at the closing gala which is definitely very prestige and so such a um, showcase of acknowledgement to the talent and professionalism but what is uh, really excites me right now is just knowing how much uh, uh, enthusiasm inspiration and motivation you'll have after listening to this episode so now let's jump right into it jelena's beating power is actively engaged in sharing the art of ballet dance with dancers of all ages backgrounds and abilities through youth scholarship programs weekly dance classes and engagement activities while on tour jelena and her team connect with at risk young women and young dancers around the world. To learn more about the BD Empower project, visit ValidanceEvolution.com or follow hashtag BD Empower. Link in the show notes. Hello, Diana Vila, and thank you so much for being a part of the podcast and joining us today in the beginning of 2020, starting our third season. <laughs>
0: Thank you so much for having me for this podcast. I'm really feeling honored and I'm excited to talk with you. (laughs)
1: Oh, I'm so excited too. Uh, And there are so many things and topics and questions that I would love to ask you, but I would love to begin from the very, very beginning of your ballet dance journey. Do you remember your first class or maybe the moment that you first time saw ballet dance and you thought like, oh, I want to try
0: too? (laughs) Um, yes, I do remember. Um, you must know when I was a kid, um, in the back of my of the house where I was living with my family, there were some Turkish people living. Mm-hmm. And I I was hearing uh, all day long the, the music of them. So they had always open windows in, in summertime. And you could always hear the Turkish music. So it, you know it was familiar to me always and i started taking a class here in austria in a very very small village because the neighbor told me wow well, i have been to a beautiful workshop and you have to come with me it's dancing i know you love dancing so i went with her and you know from the first hour It was my passion. Mm. I couldn't stop. I wanted to learn everything. Yeah, that's how it started.
1: And how old you were at that time?
0: Um, Oh, oh, that's a good question. I started with belly dance really, really late because I was doing a lot of jazz dance, hip hop. I took some ballet classes, but uh, oriental dance I started when I was 32 years old.
1: Hmm, That's awesome. And that's so inspiring because I just remember, uh, now on the sort of end and beginning of the year, the never it's like this vibe of new year resolutions and new start new chapters. So many people get try to uh, get inspired to do something new. But I remember receiving quite a few messages to people thinking, Oh, like uh, 30 years old it's too late to uh, start ballet dance and become professionals. But like you were a perfect example. <laughs> so inspiring. <laughs> Because you have such a uh, successful and like uh, uh, rich uh, professional career today in ballet dance. And you started at the age of 32.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I started really late. Yeah. But I can encourage really every woman to start. It doesn't matter how, how old you are. Really, it doesn't matter. You can start at any time. Mm-hmm.
1: This is very
0: important to know
1: yeah that's so true well at the same time if to look at the situation like there are some objective like uh things that happen to our body uh and with like a different age will feel differently our body so i'm really curious what do you feel uh, were some uh, benefits for you to start dancing uh at uh, mature age, or at like thirty-two years old, and where were some sort of difficulties if you if you felt this?
0: Okay, so uh, when I was thirty-two, I already had two kids, two sons, and I had really uh, a hard time during my pregnancies, and I had so much pain in my back, really a lot of pain. And I started dancing, uh, oriental first because I was curious. But then I had a good teacher in the beginning, I have to say. Um, I saw that my back pain was slowly going away because it, you know, if you do it the right way, you strengthen your whole body and you, you look how you, how you posture your body, how you stand, you know, mm-hmm. and you get aware of many things. So the back pain disappeared. I don't have it anymore. What is not so easy sometimes is like, you, you know, you, the older you get, the more stiff your body becomes normally mm-hmm. if you don't do anything. So dancing, there's a lot of uh, muscle work and um, your feet have to do a lot of things. And um, for this, I do yoga, you know, to balance these things. Because I think if you only do oriental dance and even if you're young, but especially when you're older, uh you need something to to balance, you know, but for for the back pain, I really, really can recommend to do it. and also um, you 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 get more how can I say um, you feel your body more if you do oriental dance. Because I know in, in, in here in Austria, they always call it Bauchdance, which means belly dance. And the first thing I always tell my students when they come the first time is this is such a stupid name because you don't dance just with your belly. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you dance with your whole body. So many women, uh, they come and they they are not aware of their hands, of their arms, of their feet, their legs. They're just you know walking they don't of their balances they don't uh, see where is my body weight so many 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 things you learn when you do oriental dance you you get an awareness of your body mm.
1: yeah that's so so true and uh, uh, i can uh, uh... Definitely to relate to many things uh, that you said. But I also want to uh, sort of uh, jump on the uh, point in your life when you came to dance class just out of curiosity. And uh, it helped uh, like your health, your back pain and uh, other uh, benefits too, I'm sure. When was that moment Then you switched uh, to thinking about ballet dance as your uh, potential career or profession?
0: <laughs> oh, that took a long time. <laughs> First, I just really wanted to dance. You know, I when I was a, a a young girl, I wanted to to dance and and this this kept on my whole life. It's still there. It's a passion for dancing. You know, when I see some dancers doesn't matter which kind of dance I I just have to look so first it was just the joy of dancing the first years Mm -hmm. just to dance and to learn and I was going to workshops to a lot of workshops and and I was studying the choreographies at home and and learning them all I I just spent hours and hours and hours to learn all the choreographies I, I saw in, in the workshops. And hmm, let me think, when this started? <laughs> this is not easy.
1: <laughs> That's always fun to get yeah. back to. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> um,
0: I think it started when, when I went to the... This is, yeah, this is really true. When I went to a workshop um, in Germany, where I first met mm-hmm. Um And it was the time when she was coming to Munich, the first time with the belly and superstars. Mm-hmm. And I saw this show. And it was the first big show that I saw, the first, you know, professional dance show that I saw at that time and suddenly I had the wish I want to want to I want to dance on stage mm. this this is where it really started but it took me a while to to to, to really do it then I started with uh, organizing shows in my in my hometown so to get um, you know to get familiar with the stage, and then I started to go abroad and and started to dance on festivals, and that's how it started really.
1: <laughs> that's awesome, and it's so interesting to dig back like and yeah, think, like okay, when when was that switching moment? Throughout your journey, uh, did you ever have doubts that, oh, maybe it's too late to go on stage? To like, I'm asking because, just because I know there are so many people who are right now like uh, thinking, oh, should I start? Should I not? Or maybe I'm too old to, to even try to become a professional dream about being a professional dancer on stage. Have you had those thoughts for yourself or you just had that... Uh, powerful unquestioned belief I just want to do it and I'll go for it (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: I think I had both things Mm. sometimes I had these doubts because yes I was uh, compared to all others I was old I have to say but on the other hand uh, my, my passion kept me going you know I just I just wanted it so I I was working hard. I was training a lot. I was going to all workshops I just could could go to, and yeah, I I had a lot of doubts and I still have, because age for women is still a big theme, and you know. Um, Many say, I don't care, I don't care. Yes, maybe you don't care most of the time, but there are some moments where you think about it.
1: That's definitely true. And it actually, uh, this is not uh, just uh, uh, age-sensitive topic, not like for women, uh, but specifically for dancers, because we actually use our body and our body objectively changes throughout the time and age. And uh, I can say even like me experiencing this now, like I started, I don't know, I'm dancing for all my life, like since uh, four or five years old. Now I'm Mm -hmm. exactly 30 and I was like, okay, I feel something is changing. Although like dance was my entire life, like um, in my routine. So that's definitely true. Like, do you have any... I don't know suggestions or tips or how did you overcome or still overcome me in like those moments of doubt like what makes you move forward uh and how, how to hold that belief that no it's possible i just need to push through like maybe you can suggest something for for people who also struggle with that right now
0: yeah um, I think most important is to, to, to really take care of your body and also of your mind and, and, and your soul. Um, I read a lot of books about, like, um, most of them are books about yoga and about meditation and about believing in yourself. Um, I'm walking a lot in nature because nature gives you a lot of energy
1: mm-hmm. and
0: calmness, um, and I, I just try to, whenever I look at me in the mirror, to give myself like a positive affirmation. This maybe sounds stupid, but I, re- I really, I really do it. I look in the mirror and I'm. I think or sometimes I also speak to myself, yes, um, you still can do it and, and you're beautiful like you are and you are powerful because, you know, doubting yourself, um, this is something which comes like waves, you know, sometimes you're on the top and sometimes you go down and when you go down, you have to have something to, to lift you up again. And for this, as I said, I, I walk a lot in nature. I try to see the beauty around myself. I try to eat very healthy to keep my body healthy. I practice every day Um Yes, and I surround myself with positive energy, which means with positive people, mm-hmm. which which is also very important. because you know if you if you if you are a lot of time on social media, you get so much negativity, and this has also this concerns you because this is changing things in yourself. So you have to surround yourself with a lot of positive things mm-hmm. to think positively.
1: Well, thank you for sharing so much uh, because uh, uh, it's sort of, it's actually very inspiring, like, because to see you like an active professional dancer and so many people would dream about being in this place right now, their (laughs) dance journey and uh, teach and travel and do all these awesome things. uh, And at the same time here, like that inner, like that we all have those doubts and struggles inside us. It's very relatable. So thank you so much for sharing and being (laughs) open about that. Uh, It's Mm -hmm. really, I believe, like uh, the more we feel that we are related to each other in the same kind of struggles, the more it inspires and motivates uh, everyone together.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes. You know, this is, also something uh, which is getting more and more important nowadays is that women uh, stood, uh, should stay together more, should help each other more, should uplift each other more because we would have a lot of power in the world if we do it. But mostly, especially in, in the oriental scene, um, it's, it's, it's not like this. You understand? There's a lot of competition and and uh, looking at each other and thinking maybe she is better, more beautiful, the better dancer, more successful or whatever. But I think it would be so so important to really really help each other to to uh, talk to each other like in a positive way also telling each other, um, you did a great job, you are beautiful, and not like talking behind the the back. Mm. Because the, the world, in my belief, would be a much better place if women would help each other and would stay together
1: absolutely absolutely agree and sign under every word <laughs> and <laughs> it's so funny how like uh, the belly dance it's such a uh, almost we can say like spiritual dance because even though we discussed already like how much connection it gives to your body how much joy and uh, uh, connection to your soul it gives in the beginning and whenever we come to balladance class we all find that joy and connection and union and uh, all this feminine energy and connection to other f- f- um, uh, dancers but there is that point that it kind of and goes almost in the opposite uh, direction like whenever we cross I don't know whenever we get too much into this competitive uh, uh, field of ballad dance and it's funny how how much it changes i don't know in your experience but i remember like my beginning of balladins journey like competing with each other or like criticizing or comparing it was not even on my mind it was like oh we're just here for joy and uh, uh get some fun and uh, connect with each other find new friends but then it kind of switches and you get into those dense jungles with like completely as if it's like where are those dances where we came from didn't we come from the same class that everyone wanted to be friendly and connected
0: (laughs) yeah yeah that's true that's really true it it you know and in the beginning when I started to go to festivals the the competitions were at they were not at any fest uh, at each festival so In the beginning, it was more like having fun, going to the workshops with each other, learning, and in the evening, preparing yourself to dance in the show or just to watch the show. It was more like being together. And then at every festival, these competitions started. And I think that was the time where it started to switch. I mean, competitions are... You know, both, I think both, good and bad. Mm-hmm. It, it is good because um, the level was really starting to grow extremely when uh, these competition things started at all the festivals. But on the other hand, um, yeah, it's also the negative thing, like comparing each other and, and, and fighting against each other it's like this <laughs> but it's true like you said it the oriental dance has so many aspects and just focusing on on competitions and on the level um you minimize it
1: yes well hopefully uh, we uh, will manage to still use the benefits of competitions to uh, push our levels up but at the same time not lose that uh yeah positive vibe that we, we <laughs> i'm sure everyone experienced in their beginning uh, like years in ballet and schools but then somewhere many of us will lose this sense of connection yeah <laughs> Coming back to to your career, I'm very very curious. So you mentioned that you first time wanted to like have this idea. I want to be on stage, and you saw uh, Jelena's show. Mm-hmm. How was that your first performance afterwards? <laughs> Where, when, how how it felt? Oh my god!
0: <laughs> I mean, I I, I was. Um dancing at a lot of weddings and and birthday parties and, you know, all that kind of things, like opening of big um, uh, offices and whatever here in my country. But on stage, I really have to think about when it was. Mm -hmm. I think one of uh, of the biggest in in the beginning of my career was uh, at a festival in Germany yes at a festival in Germany and it was not in the not in the evening uh, gala because there were only you know the top stars and i was just at the beginning and i was so so nervous this i remember my knees were like shaking. I I, I thought I I will never go on stage. I will never do one step because my knees were really shaking so madly. But anyway, I was breathing behind stage and telling myself, you can do it, you can do it. And I I was going out and it was such a you know the the, the minutes they I, I I don't remember how I I was dancing, but when I came backstage, it was such a joy in in myself that I did it, and I I, I really wanted to do it again and 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 also um prove myself that i really can do it,
1: mm. not
0: just once but many times. <laughs>
1: What do you think uh, causes that uh, typical nervousness (laughs) in us before going on stage? (laughs) What what
0: really is the reason? Because we don't analyze it often. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I can only speak for myself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For me, I'm nervous when I know or I see someone in the audience who I really know or who is or was a teacher or a big inspiration mm. for me, this is the m- thing which makes me mostly nervous, you know, because I want to do my best in front of these people. And dancing in front of s- people I, I really don't know is mm, not making me too much nervous. It is, a li- you know, you have to, I think you have to be a little bit nervous Every time you go on stage, just a little bit, because this is adrenaline and you you need adrenaline to go on stage. But if it's too much, it's no good mm. so, for me, if if uh, really if. One teacher I really admire or uh, where I have been to many, many workshops is sitting in the audience or a family member or whatever. This makes me nervous. Mm. Still, (laughs) still,
1: after all these years. Oh, yeah, that's uh, totally relatable. <laughs> some people say, oh, it's good if you have anyone familiar in the audience, uh, like your friend or family member, so you can dance to them. But for some people, it's just like, no, 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 it's terrifying me. <laughs> Opposite way. <laughs> and how about your uh, first uh, um, international invitation to teach? Uh, that you felt like, okay, uh, now I got it, like I'm uh, a teacher? Because you first... Oh, by the way, uh, did you first uh, like had that dream of just being on stage or you wanted to actually have international dance career? What was that for you, your dream?
0: Um, First, it was just being on stage, but this changed very quickly to um, really being professional dancer and, and, and teach and travel. And, um, my first big invitation was, um, after one of the performances also at the big festival in China, in Germany, um, and it was to China. And this was really very big for me because before I was just, uh, teaching uh, in Austria, in my home country. Mm-hmm. And um, teaching for one week in, in, in China was was making me so happy and and I really started to believe in myself as a as a international teacher.
1: Mm. Wow, well, that's awesome and interesting. How like it was stage by stage, like one dream transformed into another, and then it naturally developed. But it was all pushed through your um, consistency and just uh, uh, believe that it's it's possible and just doing the work that necessary to be done.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it, it was also not, not so easy everything for me to organize. Many people don't know. I I mean, I have a family. I have uh, two sons. They are now grown-ups. But at that time, um, they were still uh, going to school. And I had to organize everything when I was uh, going abroad. And my husband has a business. So it, it was, I can tell you, it was hard times often because... Um, as soon as I I came home I was like (laughs) spit into chaos again (laughs) and (laughs) uh, every time I I, I had to go abroad I had to uh, organize everything before leaving and yeah it was not easy and also um you know, some friends or even also some family member members always told me, why do you do this? Why do you uh, live that stressful life? Just stay at home. And it was many times it was hard for me, I have to tell.
1: Well, it's probably also a big stress uh, for other people because you took the uh, call of uh, Quite changing your life after 30 years old. So it's like for many people, it's the example in front of their eyes that it's possible to have such a huge changes and go after your dreams uh, despite uh, for whatever we're told stereotypically. Oh, we need to have this lifestyle or that lifestyle or whatever we set up in the beginning of our life. We need to commit to it for, for uh, th- like throughout the life. But then you were like the living proof of uh, that everything is possible and it's probably put uh, other people also in a comfortable positions of uh, uh thinking about their own dreams and what they actually want from their life
0: yeah <laughs> No, it was it was really a challenge, I have to say. And even now, my I mean, my my sons are grown ups now, but even now sometimes it's it's hard to organize. <laughs> 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 but anyway, I I I love it. I love to travel. I love to meet my my friends or students that I I see every year at the same places and and yeah i love it
1: mm, that's so <laughs> awesome uh, talking also about your uh, daily training so you mentioned that you um start using uh, yoga to balance your uh physical activities and so, I actually wonder, in your opinion, how much uh, strength is important? Uh, strength Flexibility, it's obvious, but specifically for strength, which is also developed through yoga, but how much is it really important for belly dancers? Because we kind of think, oh, oriental dance is so smooth and it's so fluid and we don't really think about uh, strengthening exercises. So how, in your opinion, is it important for ballet dancers at all?
0: I think yes, it's very important because um, you need also strength. You don't only need flexibility for oriental dance. You need a lot of strength I think. Uh, just just like looking at, at Jimmies, for example. You need strength in your legs to to really do good Jimmies. And for also doing the, the accents and everything, you need you need a good muscle work and you have to strengthen these muscles. And also for um, um, you if you have to dance like for uh, half an hour, if you're dancing at a, at a wedding or whatever, and you have to dance for half an hour really through, maybe just uh, like five minutes break in between, you have also to, you know, not like at the end that you can hardly breathe mm-hmm. or that you're sweating like crazy. So you you really need to strengthen your body. Because for people... Like many people, when they see you dance, they say, oh, it looks so easy.
1: Mm-hmm. You look
0: so relaxed. Yes, maybe from outside it looks like this, but it's work. It's body work. It's a lot of breathing. It's, it's hard sometimes, but you have to make it look easy. So we have to train your body that it looks easy and not like hard work. Mm-hmm. So it's important, I think. Yes
1: yeah but many dancers may think like oh belly dance will be enough Uh, like belly dance itself will give me everything that is possible because typically when we go to belly dance class almost none of us really thinks about professional career we go to belly dance class because uh, we want some physical activities in our life and then now we are talking oh we actually to be a professional oriental dancer you actually need to add other dance activities so uh, how do you do? You feel about that? And when did you um, start thinking about having extra activities for your dancing? What was your moment of, of that switch?
0: Um, when I started to go to classes, like the first years, um, I mean, I, I did chess dance before and also hip hop. So I was not like starting from from zero you understand mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I also took some ballet classes just because I love ballet um, and I I always was training my body in, in some kind of way so for me like when I started oriental dance even f- when I went just for classes just, f- just for joy um, I started to do maybe 10 minutes or 15 minutes uh, a day something at home to strengthen my body because I wanted to to make the moves better I wanted to have you know to 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 dance only like um like it looks good Mm -hmm. and not like work I started to do it like from the beginning but the the more professional I became the more I saw okay I I have to do more I have to do more You know, because when you when you start to go on stage, I think it's it's like your homework that you do more.
1: And uh, when did you start doing uh, yoga?
0: Um, actually, when I was 15 years old, my father um, presented me a book for at Christmas time. About yoga. This was my first yoga book I I I became. I I got from my father. And I started to do, (laughs) I started to try, I have to say, these postures in this yoga book. And from that time on I I tried it a little bit at home, you know, Mm -hmm. just for myself. I never went to any yoga classes and there was a time when i was very stressed like maybe 5 6 years ago because of all the travels and the work at home and and you know family work and everything and i felt i have to do something to balance this because it it was not enough to train other other things i have to do something to balance the stress also, and I um, started to make an education for a yoga teacher, and it was a one year education, and it was very challenging. And when I, I, I went through the exam, I told myself, So now this will be my daily routine every day, I will do yoga practice like for minimum 20 minutes when I have more time than maybe one hour a day Mm -hmm. and since that I do it when I travel sometimes it's not seven days a week it's maybe six days a week but six days a week this is it this is really my my goal and and until now I, I really do it and it helped me a lot because it's not only for the body; it's also for mind and soul. I I, I can better handle stress. I'm more relaxed, which my family really adores. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, you know, it, it's like it's. Uh, to be honest, if if you travel a lot, if you know some, it's like this. I have to tell you, sometimes. I came home from a festival and it's like a bubble. The oriental dance scene is like a beautiful, glittery bubble. Mm. And then you come home into your, let's say, normal life. You understand? Mm -hmm. And it's like sometimes it was for me like jumping into really ice cold water. Mm. So this was sometimes very stressful and if you're stressed you're not patient so this is no good for family life mm. also not for yeah, I'm also working in an office uh, it's also not good there so I I knew I have to do something And with my yoga practice, I really, really can handle stressful situations much, much better now. Mm. And I feel a peace in myself, which I did not have before.
1: Mm. Oh, so you're also on top of everything, you're managing uh, office work. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Mm. Uh, That's awesome.
0: (laughs) And I have a studio where I teach regularly. Um, Yeah. So it's a lot of work, like I told you.
1: (laughs) Yes, yes. Uh, And uh, how about... uh, Oh, actually, um, for yoga, I've never really committed to do yoga for a long time. Like I took one or two classes here and there throughout my life. So I I don't have that sense of... uh, getting really all the benefits from yoga practice, but what do you think is the key uh, point of why it helps so much to balance the stress levels in our life?
0: Um, hmm. When you do yoga... It's not like doing gymnastics. Maybe some of the poses you do or or the, the flows you do in yoga look for an outsider like you uh, are doing gymnastics. But in yoga, you um, have also to uh, manage your breathing. So you really take care when you breathe out, when you breathe in. And our breath is something which controls a lot in our body, which um, uh, can influence a lot in our body. So there are also some exercises called pranayama in yoga where you um, really do exercises with your breath. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And I can only tell you that if you, if you go to yoga lesson where the teacher is combining the asanas, the so-called um, body postures with breathing, with the pranayama, and also doing some, some like five minutes meditation in, in one lesson, you will start to feel the benefit and in yoga also you want to balance your body. you want to, to balance the right and the left side of your body because m- most of us one, one side is more weak than the other or less flexible than the other. This is normal. So in, in yoga you want to balance that left and right is and, and up and down is, is in the same is the same. So it's it's like really balancing, and you know I, I also teach yoga in 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 my studio once a week, and I can see when when the women they most of them they come from from work or they come from family and they bring all their experiences of the day and they chat and and you know there there is like a kind of rumor when all of them uh, come into the studio then they sit down. And then we do one hour of yoga practice with all the things I told you, like the asanas, the body postures, and the, the, the breathing work. And maybe I, I just read something, um, some sentences about, about life or whatever as a meditation theme. And at the end, there is such a peaceful energy in this room, And all the women, they always say, I'm so relaxed. This is so good. And they go out like in a different way uh, when they come in, you know
1: that's so interesting what you just said because uh i just realized the funny coincidence my very first teacher Olga Kricinuk, she actually was uh, uh combining a lot of yoga practice in her own life with ballet dance and i remember i told this story several times <laughs> but this is just a proof of what you're saying like obviously but uh i i, I mentioned that several times that when i came first time to balladins' class, I was not really, like, impressed by the dance style. It was like, okay, like, I didn't get it. Like, it, I mean, not that I didn't get it. It didn't do anything to me, you know? Like, it didn't capture me right away. But I really remember being impressed by her presence and that uh, exactly those characteristics that you were just describing uh, for yoga, like this peacefulness and balanced and this energy. And it's like, okay, I want to come back to see just that, like manner of behavior again maybe to to learn and i didn't even know at that point that she was also practicing yoga a lot and i kind of like sort of connected later that uh, mm-hmm. synergy of ballet dance and <laughs> yoga but now <laughs> you're telling i was like oh my god i just have to mention because it's it's interesting uh, yeah did you feel mm-hmm. that yoga practice changed your oriental dancing in any way? And I'm talking not about physical way, like uh, strengthening or anything, but more like emotionally. Um, <clears throat>
0: um Maybe, yes, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I started to... Um, really love more and more like classical songs Om Kul sum like more 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 than before
1: mm.
0: before i i I loved everything you know but but with yoga it it how can I tell you everything went more inside mm. Yeah, this this is maybe this. I more inside and and the I love it more when I see. Also, it's not only when I dance, but when I see that that someone is like really um, into um, the music, not the technique, but like really expressing the music from inside out this is taking me you understand me mm-hmm. i don't know if i can explain really in 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 english i want to say um, on the other side <laughs> which is funny i started to love folklore more <laughs> <laughs> really this this is funny before i i yeah, I, I I mean I took a lot of folklore classes and studied it, but I n- I never was teaching it, you know,
1: mm-hmm.
0: not really. Maybe some Saidi somewhere, but not not much. Now I'm really into it. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, in 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 this is also an aspect of yoga. Some people think it's only like, um, how do you say the word, like when you concentrate your 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 face is like you don't smile you just concentrate and everything everything's serious Uh everything is serious but in yoga there's also a lot of laughing you know Mm -hmm. just for example if you try a, a pose which is not easy and you fall out of it all the time you laugh you start laughing it's it's also fun and for me, folklore is also fun, mm. <laughs> most, uh, smiling and, and having fun. And it's like connecting. This is an, an another um, aspect of the oriental dance, I think, mm. in so my cool. opinion.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was just curious if there was any, like, you felt any influence or connection uh, yeah. between yoga and and belly dance. Uh, because th- maybe there is, maybe there is no. I was just really curious. And yeah. uh, you mentioned that you start yoga more for... Uh, I mean, to to balance uh, the strength, the stress, but also to balance the strength. And uh, I just also want to bring attention because whenever we start talking about strength and cardio uh, exercises, uh, most people go right away with this image of like, oh, gym practices. And then they go to gym like, oh, I don't know what they want to do there, here or here, or it's boring. But then there is a lot of different alternatives. And yoga was uh, uh, like, for you, you find this alternative for physical development additional, but also it had that spiritual level on top of it. So I was really curious to explore. Was there <laughs> any any yeah. sort of crossing or, or connections between two belly dance <laughs> and yoga?
0: <laughs> yeah. Now for me, it's 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 really good to to have both things. I have to say, I don't want to be without belly dance, of course, and I don't want to be without yoga. <laughs> just connected <laughs>
1: um also both of them actually any physical activities but specifically both paladins and yoga they have such thing as a usually very slow progress <laughs> and i was following <laughs> some of your instagram like post and you was like oh three years ago i was not able to do even for a second of this stand and now i'm like holding it and then you realize like oh, three years of daily practice. So the progress typically comes very, very slow and it's not visible changes from day to day. Uh in yoga specifically probably but also in ballet dance too and that's something that stops and discourages a lot of people like oh i will never master that shimmy or i will never like do this or that how do you deal with this uh extremely slow progress are you more like motivated person for results or like you found some ways to get into the process and experience of it
0: (laughs) (laughs) um I am very um, a determined person. So if I have a goal, I want to work for it. I'm very disciplined. If I want to, to reach something, I I just work for it. I, this has always been like this in all my aspects of life. So if I, in in, in Oriental dance, if I want to achieve something and it takes me A lot, a lot of time. Like, for example, shimmy. If you start doing uh, classes, this sounds like something you never reach. But, like I tell my students, I do it every day when breathing, uh, when brushing my teeth. I start to shimmy. You know, when my husband. (laughs) Is coming into the bathroom and he sees me brushing my teeth. He always y- says, "You're always shaking. <laughs> You're always shaking." <laughs> <laughs> when I stand somewhere, like when I'm going to to buy something, and I have to wait for pain, I'm starting to shimmy. Sometimes people ask me, "Are you freezing?" I say, "No, um, no." <laughs> it, you know, I'm I'm very I I I never get. Disencouraged because I need time to get somewhere to go to the goal or reach the goal, and this is the same for yoga. There are uh, so many, many you know, there are hundreds and hundreds of poses, and some of them are so difficult, and some of them I will never ever do. But this doesn't Uh, disencourage me I just work for the next one and then the next one and then the next one and this is something I also tell my my students because I have a lot of women like from the age of 50 to 60 years old and like you said they get disencouraged very quickly when they see after what 10 weeks or two months they don't have any progress they think they don't have any progress Mm -hmm. I mean I can see their progress but they cannot see I I always try to tell them believe in me I see that you are progressing it will take more months to see that you can see it but there is progression there is. You know, if if you are a teacher, you see if someone is, like, standing more tall or um, the hands are moving more softly, the shimmy is getting, like, um, more regular. You see it. The student doesn't feel it, doesn't see it. But you as a teacher, you see it. And as a teacher, you have to be an example. So you don't have to be, like... Um, um you have to be patient with yourself also oh, wow. it's a lifelong
1: work <laughs> that's so such a powerful uh, like twist it's like uh i think every teacher's just keep it like now as their note <laughs> my note to <laughs> even write it down somewhere because it's so true like the students uh, they may not feel any progress but uh they should also trust their teacher and uh, if you see the pro- oh that's just a so powerful moment that you just shared it's <laughs> so awesome
0: yeah but it's really true it's really true you know i have women from all uh, levels of age and from all kind of um, professions and whatever and there are so many aspects in this dance. You know, some some women they come and I can see they they are not happy that they are women. They don't know how to be women and they have problems with this and oriental dance is changing this. They come more confident after maybe two or three months or whatever. Then there are women who are not um, aware of their bodies. They don't even notice they have feet. And I st- sometimes I just uh, start to walk with them, though they can start to feel their feet, because it's so important for dancing. You feel your body. You feel, where is my body weight? So this dance this is changing so much in women in a positive way. And uh, I think as a teacher, you really have um, a lot of, uh, um, how do you say, uh, okay. your, responsibility, your, your responsibility and, and, and also power uh, with what you are teaching you know it's so beautiful to see the changes and also the faces this is something I I really love to to look at I have a really big mirror in my studio and I, I I love to see the faces when when they start to to like bloom you know when I see they have joy in 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 moving in dancing This is also something I, I always tell them because many have problems to look at themselves in the mirror. They come and they want to stand in the back because they don't want to see themselves. They don't want to see their bodies or their faces. And I tell them, look, this mirror is not the mirror in your bathroom. This mirror is not judging you. This mirror is just helping you to see if you're doing a movement in the correct way or maybe if you change it it shows you okay this changing was good you understand mm.
1: i absolutely love this analogy and comparison with mirror in the bathroom that uh, that we put this label of uh, judging on it although we can put another label on the mirror in the dance studio, that this is our friend mirror.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> it's our magical <laughs> mirror.
0: <laughs> yeah, yes.
1: <laughs> uh, so even even if not to take right away the label of our bathroom mirror, at least label another mirror in a different way.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the bathroom mirror we also needed, but <laughs> but, but the dance mirror should have another aspect.
1: Ah, oh, that's so cool. Wow, wow. wow! Thank you so much. It's so so many inspiring moments during this uh, conversation uh, that uh, I'm just uh, oh, my mind is <laughs> blown <laughs> off away. Uh, that's so awesome! Thank you so much for sharing.
0: Thank you so much for having me and for asking these interesting questions.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm happy you had fun too. (laughs) Yes, I had. (laughs) Well... Uh, before I ask our traditional uh, summer equation, I also uh, want to ask you, uh, what are your upcoming workshops in 2020 where people can maybe catch you in person and get some, some of your awesomeness right there <laughs> on sport in person? <laughs> uh,
0: I have to say the first uh, half of the year I um, will travel a lot for yoga reasons so i'm doing some uh, educations in thailand so not going abroad but i will teach in london in july this is the first for now i don't mm-hmm. know maybe maybe i can switch in some dates somewhere but in london at the ragsjarki festival organized by sarah malik i will teach Mm-hmm. in july i think 17th to 20th or something like this in the middle of july and as i said the first part of the year i will travel more for yoga reasons and also going to uh, randa camel's master class course in cairo because one time in the year i need to go to cairo mm-hmm. <laughs> and i will organize a uh, Flash mob again in Austria. I did this in 2016. Um, it I did not expect that it will have so many uh, views on on YouTube. <laughs> Did you know it? Did I you actually ever check wanted it?
1: to ask you, like, uh, if you can tell a little bit more about Flashmar because uh, a lot of people mm. now like, Oh, what? What? I want to know more. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I'm organizing it in 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 Austria, in the surroundings of my hometown. I don't know at which location, but it will be in the mountains this time, and um, I'm already doing the choreography and I will teach it in January in my studio so if someone wants to to participate in the flash mob you have to come to Dornbirn which is a very small town in Austria and the flash mob itself will be in June in the middle of June I will put uh, some information on Facebook I think yeah Mm -hmm. and on my website
1: (laughs) Okay, I'll make sure to include all links to your social media and website to the show notes so all our listeners you can find uh, and follow more information there. I do remember seeing videos from a few years ago than you did the first one, so looking forward to seeing <laughs> another one. Yeah, it's always fun. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, well, thank you once again for uh, being on the uh, podcast and sharing so many cool insights and just being so open and, uh, uh, fr- free to, to talk and share about like experience and, uh, I'm absolutely sure, inspired and empowered a lot of our listeners who may struggle with some things that we discussed about. So thank you so much for for being on our our, um, podcast. Thank you. And I would love to uh, sum up our interview with our traditional question. We partially discussed this topic, but I just find it's very fun to... Uh, ask the same question to absolutely all of our guests and see how different and and similar are the answers. So the question is, what makes you fall in love with uh, ballet dance, with oriental dance again and again so you keep doing it for so many years?
0: Wow, that's a question. (laughs) (laughs) I love the oriental music. I love to dance uh, with my whole body and try to express this music. And I love to see women and also men dance to this music. It's uh, such an expressive form of dancing with so much feeling and joy. And you express everything in, in... Everything that you experience in your life, you express sorrow, joy, happiness, uh, forgiveness, um, losing someone, everything. So for me, this is a dance of life.